Hi, welcome to Outfit, a fashion podcast that explores the relationship between the LGBTQ community and our clothing. I'm your host, Ellen Ford. We're going to talk to a fashion psychologist, uh, the bespoke LGBTQ suit company, Sharp Suiting, uh, Tomboy X, the underwear folks, and my dad about how clothing helps us operate comfortably in this world. So I'm 27 years old. I don't know why my voice is this deep, but I was born as and identify as a girl. Um, But I don't dress like one. I actually hate dresses. The term blouse kind of grosses me out and call me crazy, but I prefer real pockets on my jeans. Today's guest is my dad. He's in Louisville, Kentucky, where I was born and raised, and he is expecting our call. Pop, can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, here we go again. Please meet Jeff Ford. What's important to know about my dad is that he let me splatter paint my own room twice. Uh, He bought me a drum set. He built a driving range in our basement with like a net and fake grass, and you could hit golf balls or baseballs into it and everything. And he never missed a basketball game, a softball game, or a track meet. What what else, like, could you say about me as a kid? What was I like? Oh, you were a lot of fun. You loved to play. I mean, mm-hmm. you were always it was all you were always outside playing. I was I was fun until it came time to be getting dressed up. Uh, people have called me a tomboy, a tom girl, a dyke. In middle school, they called me a crossdresser and asked me why I looked like a boy. Uh, so I got made fun of a lot. At one point, I had red hair, freckles, braces, and glasses all at the same time. And I wore boys' clothes, which made me even weirder to middle schoolers. Yeah, you had your own uh, style sense starting at about age three. What you would have worn every day if it was up to you was a pair of Superman underwear and a Mm T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about those. Oh, they were your brother's Superman underwear. (laughs) And you would would wear those. And you'd wear them outside in the yard. You'd wear them everywhere. And... uh, and you had a T-shirt, and then you would sometimes put on a red cape and pretend like you were Superman. <laughs> put your arms up in the air and run through the house. My brother's clothes were always my favorite. I used to steal them out of the dryer before anyone noticed. Uh, but then when I'd wear them, adults would get my gender wrong at the grocery store, and my mom would have to correct them. But then sometimes we both just got tired of it and let it go. And we were always running into people at the grocery store. Uh, it was 2002-ish in a small town in Kentucky where everyone was everyone else's piano teacher or pastor or coach or whatever. And my clothing is sending this message before I even really knew it or wanted it to. All I knew was that I wanted to wear what my brothers wore. But I couldn't. I had to wear dresses. And there was one dress in particular that caused a meltdown. I was three years old. So if you if you could describe that dress to me, what it looked like. Well, it was a dark green velvet dress and had mm-hmm. some white lace on it. Uh, your grandmother bought it for you to wear on that particular Christmas. And uh, she had a whole outfit for you. had some white stockings and some black baby doll shoes. Mm. <laughs> when it came time to be get dressed and you started throwing this fit, this this went on for a couple of hours. You were in the entry hall with your mom, and she was trying to reason with you and convince you and tell you how beautiful you were going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And, and she just uh, she wasn't making any headway whatsoever. Oh, yeah. When you were a kid, you had you had all the tools necessary for 
epic fits. I mm-hmm. mean, you were dramatic and you were intense <laughs> and you had incredible volume and tremendous endurance. You could just go on and on forever. And uh, I tried to jump in and help a couple of times, but your mom didn't want any help. She put her hand up, you know, you know how she puts the hand up. She put her <laughs> hand up to stop you from. Yeah, just like, I, this is the, I got this hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, finally we just flat out ran out of time. And um, I told her to go get dressed and let me try. And you and I went into the dining room and I said, you have to stop crying for a minute and listen to me, okay? And you, you kind of sobbed and whimpered a little bit and shook mm-hmm. your head. And I said, look, um, you can't win this. <laughs> this dress was bought for you for this occasion. Your grandmother's expecting to see you in it, and you have to wear it, and you're going to wear it. And when we get home tonight and you take it off, you never have to wear it again. <laughs> I said, you understand? And you nodded, and I said, okay, go get dressed. And you went and got dressed. So this tells me something, that at three years old, I knew the dresses just weren't working, and so how do you communicate at three years old? You throw a tantrum. I mean, maybe I could talk, but I couldn't negotiate. This was the first dress tantrum I remember, but uh, it wasn't the last. Not even close. I asked my oldest brother, Freddie, to describe that one time that I threw a fit about wearing a dress, and he said, which one? He used to try to trick me into wearing dresses by going, I love dresses. They're so cool. I wish I could wear them. And it never worked. <laughs> well, and that's how your mom was trying to sell it, was how beautiful you were going to look and so on and so forth. And you were like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> it didn't exactly fit you very well either. It was a little bit big. Mm-hmm. And um, and with your red hair and that green dress and those black shoes, you looked like a doll when you got dressed. You looked like a Madame Alexander doll. Mm-hmm. And doll is not was never really my... No. Like, aesthetic. <laughs> I didn't play with dolls. I didn't like dolls. I, and I never wore it again, you said, right? I never saw it again. I think it was in a consignment shop in 24 hours, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so who who was responsible for, like, buying most of my clothes? Um, your mom did. Yeah. Yeah. And she bought Freddy's and Kearney's, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dads don't really usually buy clothes like that. Well, I would have probably let you pick out what you want, and... uh and that's probably why I wasn't allowed to take you shopping. As I got older, shopping became harder and harder because I grew out of kids' clothes and, it, and into what they call the junior section. And all of a sudden, there's this line drawn down the middle of these stores, and I have to choose between the boys' side or the girls' side. Well, I hated the girly limited two-brand, let's call it, T-shirts with the purple sequins in the tiny cap sleeves. Ugh. Every year for my birthday... My grandma would take me to the mall, and I'll never forget the year she let me buy Abercrombie and Fitch jeans from the boys section. I think I was in eighth grade. It was the coolest I had ever felt. I loved how big the front pockets were, finally, and they were so sturdy because there was no stretchy fabric, It was, and there was just so much fabric to them. I didn't have the confidence to keep shopping in the men's section yet, but this was a good start. When's the last time you saw me in a dress? I guess your college graduation. Yeah, so probably f- five, six. How long have I been out of college? Roommates in the women I'll date will describe to me their utter disdain for pants, and I'll never get it. Like, what? I love pants. Uh, pants mean I can stand with my feet shoulder-width apart. 
reached for Kutch in my car, and break into a run while jaywalking. For many years, I thought dressing up meant dresses and that it was just something awful that happened to everyone. So I hated every prom and graduation and wedding until I bought my first men's suit when I finally felt like my clothes weren't embarrassing me anymore. I was 26. So I know you guys are thinking, just tell us where you get your polos and everything. And I will, but I just want to impress upon you that the only way to dress more like me is to dress as much like you as possible. Uh, You don't have to pay attention to the lines drawn down the middle of these stores anymore. They're not real. (laughs) We're going to get into this more in my next episode. My guest is fashion psychologist Dawn Karen. She and I are fashion opposites, and we talk about what articles of clothing make us feel confident and what articles of clothing we really, really hate. Here's a hint. They are also opposites. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Outfit, and I'm Ellen Ford.